you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. And on today's show, obviously, we have to get into the massive recruiting news for Mizzou football. That being Sam Horn's commitment. Yes, it's always good to get another quarterback, and certainly it appears that Missouri has found themselves one. And I want to get to my own personal scouting report of Sam Horn. Plus, I want to talk about a little bit of basketball, specifically the seeding scenarios for the Tigers heading in to the SEC tournament and hopefully the NCAA tournament. Is there actually a chance that Missouri could miss the field? Well, I'll give you my thoughts on that coming up. But first, how about let's just talk about Sam Horn and give some context to what a big deal this is for Eli Drinkwitz and the entire Missouri program. Now, obviously, there are plenty of different recruiting services out there these days, but You know, I tend to focus on Rivals.com because, well, frankly, I have a subscription to that particular website. So let's check out Rivals and see where the quarterback class of 2022 is nationally right now. Well, currently, five of the top six pro-style quarterbacks in the country are verbally committed somewhere. And in order, they're committed to Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Texas, and Missouri. And I hate to to use the old Sesame Street line there, but one of these things is not like the other. And it's certainly the University of Missouri. Now, then you go into the dual threat rankings of quarterbacks. Well, there's three dual threat guys in the country ahead of Missouri recruit Sam Horn. And, well, those are Georgia and Texas A&M commitments. Now, typically when Missouri has that highly ranked of a player at any position, but especially at the quarterback position, it's almost certain that that player is either from in-state or at the very least from just across the border in East St. Louis or somewhere like that. So to pluck a kid from out of the state of Georgia, Sam Horn, 6'3", 180-pound, four-star quarterback, a kid who grew up as a big fan of Tennessee football as well. Well, those are just typically not the kind of guys that Missouri gets. Now, James Franklin might be an exception there for sure. He was a four-star quarterback out of Texas. But James, while a highly ranked guy was about, I believe, 150 or so in that range coming out of high school, well, Sam Horn has recently had his rankings over at Rivals all the way up to number 79 overall. So my reaction here is that the brand of Missouri football is truly starting to grow at a pace that, frankly, I didn't think was possible. I truly didn't think that Eli Drinkwitz would be able to come into this program and, especially on the recruiting trail, be able to make these kind of inroads this quickly. Apparently, Horn's relationship with Drinkwitz in particular 
is what really helped sell him on Missouri. But also, quite honestly, a lot of people are saying that Missouri, especially when they complete this new indoor practice facility, is going to have among the best facilities in the entire conference, if not as good of facilities as anybody in the entire conference. And quite honestly, in this COVID era where most of your virtual, most of your meetings, your your visits are done virtually now. Well, when you have a lot of nice, fancy, shiny new buildings to show people, that certainly helps sell it. But you know what? Actually, Horn got on campus a couple weeks ago, and that really helped sell him ultimately on the program as well. Also, in the specific case of Sam Horn. Some circumstances probably helped the Tigers as well. In fact, a couple of Missouri's prominent East rivals, well, obviously the coaching change down in Knoxville definitely had to help the Tigers with them being in flux there, going from Jeremy Pruitt to Josh Heupel. Isn't it interesting, once again, to think back to the second week of this 2020 campaign when it appeared that Tennessee had the had the train moving in the right direction and it appeared that, well, it was going to be a reset-type year, going to take a while for Eli to get the, get the program moving in the direction and he wanted, and now suddenly we're stealing top 100 players, top 10 quarterbacks who grew up massive Tennessee fans, and we're getting them to recruit. We're, not, we're getting them to recruit verbally, not only verbally, but also extremely early in the process. And that's actually really important, too, and here's why. I think, remember back to Tyler Macon. We all, we're all we all aware of Tyler Macon. He's just stepped on campus and started practicing recently for the Tigers. He'll be a true freshman this fall. But I think the fact that he committed early to the Tigers was solid the entire way and was really probably the biggest cheerleader for that 2021 class trying to trying his own recruiting, trying to get in the good graces and reach out to all the top players, especially in his area, well, I think that really helped Mizzou in a lot of ways. And I think now getting Sam Horn in the fold here early is going to help as well. Honestly, you only really need one quarterback in most classes, so to be able to wrap that up is a big deal for the Tigers. They can now focus on other areas – that are just that are also extremely important. And the other coaching situation I meant to mention is that Georgia secured a verbal commit from Gunnar Stockton, who's rated as the number one dual threat quarterback in the country. Well, he was previously committed to South Carolina. Well, obviously, when Will Muschamp was fired, Stockton opened up his commitment and decided to go to Georgia instead. Well, again, obviously Sam Horn from Georgia. you got to imagine the Bulldogs would have been on Horn for sure, especially if they didn't get Stockton. Well, and that's the thing. Again, you take one quarterback in each class generally, so if you're going to take Gunnar Stockton, you're probably not going to get Sam Horn as well. So, you know, there may have been some fortunate circumstance for Missouri there for sure. But the good news is, and the bottom line is, the Tigers took advantage of it. Well, I want to give you my personal thoughts about what I think of Sam Horn's game as a quarterback. But first, betonline.ag. And if you've been hesitating to get into the betting market because you're not totally sure who to trust, 
we'll hesitate no more because there's only one place that we trust and only one place that has you covered, and that's betonline.ag. And on top of NBA, college basketball, NHL, BetOnline even covers award season. Yes, you could have gotten in on the Golden Globes last night. Also, TV and reality TV. You want to bet on The Bachelor? Well, you certainly can. And real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code betonline for your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering it all here on Locked On Mizzou, but what about the rest of sports? Well, now Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there with Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports you need each morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your shows. And as I like to do with many of Missouri's latest verbal commitments in football, I like to go on to huddle.com and check out their highlights. And certainly I did the same with Sam Horn and his junior campaign. And one thing that immediately stood out was that Horn wears number 21 playing quarterback, which reminded me a little bit of Jared Lorenzen, the former Kentucky quarterback, later with the New York Giants, the hefty lefty. Well, nothing hefty about Sam Horn. He's six foot three, one eighty. Definitely a really lanky guy. And actually, while I saw some some comparisons, or I shouldn't say I saw some comparisons, I saw some similarities to Sam and Tyler Macon's game in some ways that I found positive. But definitely two completely different body types. Macon is probably about six feet tall, more stout, maybe think Chase Daniel. A little bit more, whereas Sam Horn built much more of your sort of prototypical, taller, lanky, maybe Blaine Gabbert style quarterback. And like Tyler Macon, one thing I really appreciated about Sam Horn's game, again, just based on the highlights that they give you, right? They only give you the good stuff. But just based on that alone, you can tell that Horn as Tyler Macon does as well, has a really good feel in the pocket, good pocket mobility. They seem to know when to move around in the pocket, when to step up, when to step to the side, and even when to escape the pocket. But Horn keeps his eyes downfield, and that's one thing I always look for in quarterbacks. Not only are they able to move around a little bit, but when they do it, do their eyes stay up? Do they do their eyes stay downfield, or are they looking at the rush or the men in front of them? That's something to always keep in mind. And frankly, that's one of the hardest parts about playing that position is being able to keep examining the field when people are trying to grievously injure your body on the outside pass rush. And while I've focused on Horn's mobility so far. Make no mistake about it, I wouldn't call him a scrambling quarterback by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a good runner. He definitely is, but he wants to stay in the pocket and throw that ball, and no doubt he's got plenty of arm to do it. He's got excellent 
arm strength and a pretty good touch on some intermediate throws too. He's not just a a slinger like a Michael Vick or something like that, a guy with with little to no touch. But on the other hand, I hate to keep harping on this when I talk about quarterbacks, but the fact that Sam Horn is listed as a pro-style quarterback and Tyler Macon last year was listed by Rivals.com as a dual-threat quarterback, to me it just point is a, the absolute perfect example of the absurdity of continuing to divide these players, these quarterbacks, into two different categories. Now, maybe back when I was growing up in the 90s, that was more of a legitimate categorization because, well, frankly, just the the level of coaching and knowledge that was available for high school quarterbacks when I was growing up is just night and day compared to what it is now. And honestly, when I look at the the mobility of Macon and Horn, you know, respectively, I don't see a lot of speed difference there. I don't see a lot of agility difference there. The main difference is, is Macon is much more willing to run you down, like lower his shoulder and put his body into you to get those extra couple yards or to get into the end zone. Whereas Horn, who is a baseball player, actually throws lower 90s as a pitcher, well, he's much more likely to, to slide from what I could see, which frankly, at his body type, good. I'm glad he's getting down. Frankly, something Tyler Macon's going to have to learn eventually as well. And speaking of baseball, based on the social media announcement of Horn's commitment and Eli, Drinkwick, Eli Drinkwitz tagged Missouri's baseball coach in the announcement, it does seem like there's a real good chance Horn will pitch for the Tigers as well. So that'll be fun to see. One of the first dual sport athletes we've had at Mizzou for a long time. And I want to talk a little bit more about my scouting report on Sam Horn, plus some of those seeding scenarios for the Missouri Tiger basketball team. But first, our title sponsor, Built Bar, has really been stepping its game up lately, in my opinion. Yes, you know these bars are tasty, but quite honestly, the taste just keeps getting better. While supplies last, I would definitely check out the trial run of their peanut butter crunch flavor. I really think it's quite good. Also, the new coconut brownie. Man, that stuff is tough to beat. They're surprisingly, surprisingly great. And the best part is you don't have to feel that guilty when you consume them either because these bars, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high in fiber. And guess what? Hey, we've got a new promo code for you. Yeah, that's right. We have reset the promo code here at Build Bar for this new launch. So go to buildbar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's a new promo code. It's LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move from around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And one thing that really stands out about Sam Horn 
and Tyler Macon before him, and quite honestly, all of the top quarterback prospects coming out of high school these days, is just how polished they are now. I mean, my goodness, the the amount of passing that is now done at the high school level compared to when I was when I was growing up, when I was actually in high school, is truly night and day. I mean, there's really no comparison. And then you've just got all the the video and, and scouting and podcasts and iPad apps or whatever, just all this different information that can polish kids' technique and their ability to, frankly, recognize coverages and do all this different kind of stuff. I mean, it just was technology and information that was just not available to my generation, to be quite honest with you, and certainly not previous generations to that. And, you know, we hear a lot about, it's almost become a joke, right? How Connor Basilak, well, he used to be a wishbone quarterback, yada, yada, yada. So he didn't really throw that much. Well, back in the day, think about it. I mean, even John Elway and Dan Marino probably didn't throw the ball much in high school. Well, now everybody throws. Everybody throws all the time in high school football for the most part. Almost everybody is running some kind of shotgun spread offense. That's just the way the game has gone. So on top of that, what you're getting is just better quarterback play all the time. I think you're seeing it trickle into the NFL now slowly where obviously Patrick Mahomes has been amazing, but then last year's class Justin Herbert, you've got various new guys who are who are really raising the level of play in the league where previously it felt like we had a dearth of quarterbacks. But considering that Missouri has a guy in Tyler Macon that I identified pretty early, that in my opinion I thought he was going to be a star level player, and then, well, a few months after that, He gets his fourth star at Rivals. He gets invited to the Elite 11 camp. I really think this guy has a chance to be awfully good. And then on top of that, you've got Sam Horn, who is ranked even higher by the recruiting experts and a guy I'm clearly high on as well. And then there's the third factor. You also have Connor Basilak, another guy that I've been a fan of, right? I said in the preseason – If Basilak beats out Sean Robinson, that's a good sign for the Tigers. Well, eventually he did get the job. It took him a game and a half, but that was good for Missouri. And so we like Basilak, and here's the deal with him. He might be on the Tommy Boy plan, potentially. He could spend six years at Missouri. He's he's still technically a redshirt freshman. By the way, I guess technically... uh, Mitchell Smith could come back for another year, too. Isn't that unbelievable? But, yeah, I guess the whole Tiger basketball team could potentially come back and have their Tommy Boy season next year as well. Not expecting that to happen. But the point is, getting back to football, with that situation being what it is, I don't necessarily see Missouri having to take a quarterback next year in the the next class, the next cycle, the 2023 class. Now, obviously, if there's a player out there who fits, who likes Missouri, who you'd like a lot, then by all means, sign him. But at the same time, I don't think Missouri, if there isn't a guy out there that you don't love, and that could easily happen with the amount of depth that Missouri has at quarterback, maybe that won't be as enticing to guys in the 2023 class. Well, if that happens, really, you're in the position to be patient now because it's not as though those guys are going to transfer anytime soon any of those guys 
So you're in a great spot here if you're Eli Drinkwitz. And again, if you don't have to spend a lot of your capital, your recruiting capital and time and energy on trying to find quarterbacks, well, that just makes the rest of your job a heck of a lot easier in my opinion because if you have the quarterback position more or less figured out, and I think one of those three guys is bound to be really, really good in my opinion in the long term, well, you're in darn good shape as a football program. So quite honestly, all systems go so far for Eli Drinkwitz and company. And by the way, if you're curious, this past Saturday, Missouri obviously did not play because of Texas A&M. Yet another COVID cancellation for them. But Kentucky lost, Ole Miss lost, about everything that needed to go right for Missouri in terms of potential seeding in the SEC actually broke their way. So technically, there's still a chance that the Tigers could get the fourth seed and a double bye in the SEC tournament. But for that to happen, they obviously have to win their last two games. And for sure, they're going to need Vanderbilt to upset LSU, which isn't likely, but certainly not possible either. The Commodores have been playing a little bit better basketball as of late. Certainly, LSU shows an absolute aversion to defense as well so if the Commodores get hot you never know so keep an eye on LSU Vandy coming up this week and well if Missouri loses to Florida on Wednesday it won't really matter and they could drop as low as you know eight nine in the seedings if they drop both games now when it comes to the NCAA tournament seedings as of now Lenardi Joe Lenardi of ESPN has Missouri as a seven seed but Who knows if they drop these last two games and God forbid the first round of the SEC tournament, well, gosh, they could drop down to maybe an 11 seed or something like that. It's possible. But what I don't really see as possible still at this point is the Tigers dropping completely out of the field of 68. That just seems incredibly unlikely. Again, even if they drop those final three games, it'd probably have to be in blowout fashion and at least a couple of them in my opinion but on the other hand Missouri wins a couple games you never know they could get back up into the six or five seed something like that so we'll just have to see and well certainly throughout this week we'll get to previews of Missouri and LSU and Florida recaps the whole deal and well all the Missouri football news as it comes as well so Until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.